This is The Varsity, a sports podcast from The Record North Shore, your nonprofit local news site. Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of The Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore High School sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dwojak here with The Record North Shore founding member Joe Coglin. We've got a football show to get you ready, folks. This is a, a football championship show that we've got for you this week. Loyola advancing to the Class 8A championship game. Spoiler alert, um, moving on forward to play Lincoln Way East on Saturday in Champaign. So we're going to dedicate this entire episode to some football. We'll mention a little basketball and a little start of the um, winter season, but uh, we're primarily going to turn this into um an 8A championship uh, preview show um, as we'll recap the semifinals and look forward to um, the state championship on Saturday. So uh, we're going to do our regular four-quarter format as we usually do in the first quarter. We recap Loyola's dominating win over York in the semifinals. In the second quarter, we are going to hear some audio from um, some teleconferences that we had earlier in the week with the coaches um, who are going to be competing for state titles this weekend. So um, we'll have some audio from that. Um, in the third quarter, we play way or no way. Some uh, propositions I'm going to throw out for this game on Saturday. And then in the fourth quarter, we preview um, the final game of the year uh, in Illinois high school uh, football, Loyola Lincoln West, uh, really fun matchup to talk about in class 8A. So we will break that down and get you everything that you need to know for this upcoming matchup. But um, I'm going to bring Joe in here and Joe, um, let's start things off here in the first quarter where um, before we get into the nitty gritty of the game, um, Saturday might have been the worst coverage I've ever experienced just weather-wise. <laughs> um, I feel like I, any time I like even barely had my fingers out, they were already frozen. I was um, struggling to get tweets out and videos out and all that kind of stuff. And um, it was just terrible. Like it was just not fun situations for us. And I'm sure for not for the players. I know we had snow in some areas of the Chicago area too. So um, that played a factor as well, but um, I don't know maybe if it was better for you during the day since you had a one o'clock kickoff, but um, things were pretty brutal once uh, uh, you were outside for more than five minutes. Oh, dude, it was, it was bad in, in the one o'clock, it kind of, um, it started as soon as we got there with just thick snow. And I'm like, is it going to be like Buffalo, New York right now, just all right. day with this, you know, we're going to end up with a foot. Uh, so it started under those with that, con- with those conditions, but then it kind of switched to sideways light snow, but wind and cold and bitter. Uh, and then the sun came out. And then it went away, <laughs> but it was cold the whole time. So it was, it was an odd uh, s- series of kind of, depending on when you had the ball uh, was tougher for the uh, opposing teams. You never knew what conditions you were going to get, but uh, it is add that to the list of one of the most frustrating things in modern society is tweeting with cold frozen fingers. You okay. can't hit the right keys for the life of you. It's so frustrating. Right. And you try to tweet as quickly as possible because you're trying you're trying to not freeze them as quick as as possible. So um made things funny. I was on the way down to St. Rita and like on my way down, I was like traveling down western. Parts of western, it was like a blizzard, parts of western, it was like sunny and all that kind of stuff. It just kept changing. I was like, all right, this I don't know what to expect for this matchup uh for my Mount Carmel St. Rita game that I covered. Um but yeah, let's talk about Loyola. Um a dominating 30 to 3 win over York. 
Um, not at all what we expected, Joe. I think we um, I think we expected Loyola to win this game, but I, I don't think that we expected quite the performance that we saw from the Ramblers in this one. Um, just a really dominating offensive and defensive performance. Um, they just help. I mean, let's talk about this defense holding York to 35 rushing yards, 99 passing yards. Um, and Johnny McGuire really had a big game as well, as well as uh, Jake Sterney. So a lot of key contributors in this game, Joe, where um, I, I feel like it's fair to say maybe this was Loyola's most complete game of the season, just where everything came together defensively and offensively finally, especially with some guys coming back into the lineup. Yeah, it, it really wasn't in contention after Loyola scored their second time. After that, it really felt like it went downhill. Um, even, you know, Loyola stopped York on York's first two possessions and scored once, but then York made uh, a nice little drive to get their field goal. And you thought, okay, now we have a game, but it did, didn't, York could never find their footing, both, I guess, figuratively and uh, literally a little bit in those conditions. I just don't understand um, a little bit. It's hard to explain what happened to York. Such a good team, such a dynamic team, both, on, you know, they hadn't given up that many points all year. Um, and they also uh, could score pr pretty well against good opponents. We know Glenbard West is good. We know Lions is pretty good. Um, and they beat Marist. Uh, so they have all that on the resume. And they just, it, it wasn't their best performance. You feel bad. Um, they get those conditions and they just didn't really rise to that occasion. Um, and of course, much of that is to do with Loyola's defense, winning a lot of the line of scrimmage on both sides. Um, a lot of positive gains on the offensive end, able to stay on the field. And uh, on the defensive end, I really think they were they were really pressuring um, a lot, uh, making tackles right at the line of uh, York's run game could not get going. Um, and their passing game was just off. And uh, a lot of that's the crosswind that you're dealing with. Um, it, it was a tough day to play football. And I think Loyola had the had the horses, if you will, to pull through in, in that kind of weather. Let's talk about I, my big concern that I've had um, for much of the season, the defense, just really being able to limit York from anything that it wanted to do. Um, I know catching up with what you were doing on social media, Joe, and also seeing some videos, um, Brooks Barr had a really big impression on this game, just creating a lot of QB hurries, um, really just taking away any opportunity of even trying to pass the ball, even if the wind wasn't doing that already. Um, and then you saw Loyola secondary, like you mentioned um, before the podcast, just probably played his best game. Obviously they're getting some key contributors back in there as well, but um, this defense really showed off. And I feel like that's what we thought it would need to happen if they wanted to win this game. This defense really showed off and probably played its best, its best game of the season. Yeah. And without, uh, without creating a turnover, you know, this was a, you know, you punt, we punt type football game. Um, of course, <laughs> uh, Loyal punted fewer times, but they didn't, they didn't get those explosive plays on defense. They were just there all the time. And that's kind of been one of the things that, that we've admired about Loyola's defense for years is their, how fast and physical they are that they can, you know, get to either the ball carrier or, you know, fill the gap so quickly. Um, so Brooks, they move Brooks inside more than on the edge. Um, and that has done a few things. It's really helped them in their run stoppage, uh, but it's, it's set free a little bit. Ethan, uh, Ethan Hogue, uh, who's an outside linebacker, who's been really good uh, for them and really emerged. He had a great game um, on Saturday for them. A um, couple big stops. I believe he had a sack. 
um, and just a killer in the run game coming off the edge. Um, so uh, I think that's done a lot for them. Um, their nose tackle, Mickey Konolov, uh, I, I never pronounced that right, Mickey, my apologies, but uh, he's been huge for them all year. And with him and Brooks in the middle of that D-line, it's really done some things um, for their run defense. And I think that's been big for them. But their secondary as well. Now, like I said, York's passing attack was kind of pushed by the wind, literally. Um, it was not a good day for their passing attack. And, um, you know, some of the things they tried to do, that just the ball would just sail or it would uh, – yeah, it was really short. It would just sail up or it would sail left or right. Um, and uh, uh, you, you can't make those mistakes and turn the ball over because uh, Loyola was able to sustain drives and stay on the field. It really was – even though it was 30-3, to three, it felt slower than that. Loyal's big play was that 70 yarder to um, that 70 yard pass play touchdown that they got. Um, I'll remember his name as we go along. Um, and after that, that was like, well, and after that, it was kind of like, okay, Loyal's in control and they never let up control, but they never had that big play again. It was just kind of this churning offensive attack and this powered defensive attack, a very controlled game, um, similar to kind of what they did against Lions, except uh, more effective. So let's, you mentioned uh, the run, rushing uh, defense for the Ramblers. Let's talk about the rushing attack for the Ramblers. Um, another really strong performance with, uh, you know, we've talked about each week now with the uh, absence of uh, Will Niemischheim, um, Luke Foster coming into the game and uh, rushing for 96 yards on 18 carries. Uh, Johnny McGuire getting more uh, involved in this game, scoring a few touchdowns as well. Um, it seemed like the Ramblers have kind of, um, maybe found what they needed to find Joe with given the circumstances at this point and have found a, a, a solid rushing attack um, to kind of help them to get to the state championship game. Yeah, I think they've, you know, in, in pretty short order, um, you know, because Will got hurt in um, the second round of the playoffs. Uh, they've really put together something and uh, cobbled something together. They got a lot of talent, of course, um, that's going to be effective, I think, against any opponent. Um, and much of that, as we've talked about many times on this podcast, is because of their big and deep o- offensive line. Um, they got a lot of talent there, and that's not going anywhere. Um, so no matter who the rusher is, they they know they can rely on that offensive line and the push they get and some holes that they open. And Luke Foster, um, you know, he's a bit undersized, but he's got good vision. You know, Halsek likes his vision. He's talked about that. He likes how he plays. Um, how he runs through and finishes runs, um, and he's shown that. And you know, gaining 96 yards on a t- he's getting a ton of carries for a sophomore. Um, again, like Halsey said, this is a 16 year old playing against a lot of seven, 18 and 17, 18 year olds, um, and he's he's making an impact. And uh, the thing with Johnny McGuire is is so reminiscent of last year what they did with Crutes uh, in the backfield. It's really the same thing. Not only do you bring a power defensive player in there um, who's who's physical, athletic, and can do a lot of things, but you pair him with a huge, big offensive set. So uh, on on Saturday against York, they brought Brooks, Brooks Barron to block, um, as well as, you know, their biggest um, offensive linemen um, and their tight ends, two, both their big tight ends. So this is a huge set. You know, you got to get two, three yards, and, and they accomplish it. Um, I think they had with McGuire's second score, I think they gave it three times in a row from like the four-yard line him to get in they they're, they're comfortable doing that so it's uh it's effective it's good you could throw ryan craddock in there and jake jake sterney had a couple big runs as well out of out of the pocket some design some not but he can use his legs a couple nice moves and i think we'll see some of that at, at state as well yeah definitely and they'll face lincoln way east in the state championship on saturday 
in Champaign, Lincoln Way East. 31 to 7 winners over Glenbard West uh, in their semifinal action as well. So um, both Loyola and Lincoln Way East move on pretty easily. And I, I, this kind of felt, we'll talk about this matchup more in the third and fourth quarter. But um, once you saw the brackets, you kind of hoped that this matchup would happen. And you're kind of happy that there wouldn't be a semifinal or even a quarterfinal matchup between these two teams. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, you know, um, I think you'll hear it in the clip we do. Um, Halsick said like he, he thought this was the team they'd meet in the postseason at some point, you know, um, fortunately it's the state championship and not earlier because he thought they were um, the best team around, I think, as he put it. So Lincoln East is, is real good. They took care of Glenbardi uh, West in pretty uh, dominating fashion. Um, they got a couple all staters, one on each side of the ball, um, maybe some more as well. They're, they're a very good team. And this is the fourth time these two teams are going to meet in the last five chances since we didn't have postseason in 2020, but uh, you know, 17, 18, um, 21 and 22. So um, pretty cool stuff. Um, rivals, even though they're, they're 55 miles apart, just because they've both been at the top of this eight, a eight, a class for the past, you know, five, six years, Link waste was in seven, eight for a while. Um, so um, I'm excited for this one. Obviously I went to Lincoln way, uh, when it was one school, but I claim all of them. Um, so, uh, very excited to watch, very excited to, uh, report on it. Um, I, you know, I think both these programs are, are admirable and they play it the right way. Uh, their kids, uh, are, uh, they, they coach it the right way and they're fun to watch and they're just really solid, um, good representation, good representatives for, uh, Illinois high school sports. Yeah, definitely. And we'll mo touch more on that matchup in the second quarter. But uh, before we move on, just a quick, uh, we'll give a quick little shout out to uh, the start of the basketball season. Uh, Loyola girls started the season three and no Nutria girls started the season three and one um, with Nutria's loss coming to Stevenson, defending state champions from last year. Um, Loyola and Nutria will have play a boys girls doubleheader on Wednesday before uh, Thanksgiving. So um, it should be a fun matchup as it always, Joe, just to get these uh, crosstown uh, rival rematches in, uh, especially before the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think Loyola, I mean, Loyola beat Stevenson, who's the defending champ, and Nutria took him to overtime and kind of lost the heartbreaker. So on the girls' side, I think we got two good programs here. It's going to be a fun battle for sure tomorrow. Um, today's Tuesday, so Wednesday. And uh, I think they're going to be good all year. And on the boys' side, um, they just started their seasons last night, uh, so on Monday night, with wins, both Nutria and Loyola. Again, I think both those teams, Loyola is going to be better, and Nutria is not going not going anywhere. They're going to be a very good team and a contender for the conference, so should be another good one. Uh, basketball season, love hoop season. All right, uh, we're going to move on over now to the second quarter, where we are going to uh, listen in on some interviews um, from uh, that happened on Monday. Uh, we had teleconference with IHSA coaches, um, who are going to be playing a state championship uh, games in Champaign this upcoming weekend. Joe, I know you listened in on that teleconference and also asked some questions. Um, what are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, I'll get you some clips just on, um, you know, what Halasek, Coach John Halasek thinks was uh, or his keys to success this year and what he thinks of Lincoln Way East. He even throws a joke in there, so wait around for that. And uh, uh, I'll try to get you some some uh, Coach Vonar as well for Lincoln Way East talking about Loyola. All right, let's take a lesson. What was it this year that you saw that you said, you know what, this is going to be another Rambler team that's going to, going to get down here? 
Uh, it's, I think it starts with Jake Sterney. Um, mm-hmm. You know, quality Division One quarterback that makes good decisions, does everything right, um, knows the game, knows the offense. Everyone's accountable for him. So uh, defensively, we've been pretty good. Uh, kind of worried about that early since we didn't have too many starters. Mm. But uh, knew the offense was going to score some points uh, because of, uh, I think they have six returners maybe from last year. So I thought we were going to have a potent offense and hopefully our defense could come along. John, John, how have you changed as a coach throughout your years? Uh, I, I think I just kind of yeah okay. mentioned, uh, you, you realize, you know, life is fleeting. You have lots of, uh, Lots of uh, reasons why, you know, this this moment's really special. And so, um, you know, I try to get to that more than, uh, um, you know, the toughness, the, mm-hmm. the the battle axe or the sledgehammer. I kind of, you know, put that t- down and then uh, and more think about, you know, playing for each other, p- playing for those people that put you in this uh, position, uh, playing for the people that can't play, that wish they could, and, and realizing how, how grateful you should be for this um, th- this gift that you've been given because anyone that's, that's on this field on the championship day, um, it is playing in that 1% where everyone else, I tell them, Hey, I, I didn't even, I didn't even go to the playoffs my senior year at Marion Catholic. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a gift and, and, and treasure it. These opportunities don't come along that often. There's a lot of football players that dream of, of playing in games like this and you cannot take it for granted. All season long, uh, one or in eight A one and two have been Loyola, Lincoln East, and whatever order. What are your thoughts uh, specifically about East going into this? Well, I was really hoping the federal pandemic money would would hope uh, they fund Lincoln North and they could separate those two again. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I said that in September. I said we're going to see Lincoln East. Um, I think if we come and we're, uh, come together and we're, we don't have uh, too many injuries, that's that's the best team out there uh, with Mount Carmel. Um, so we 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 always thought it was kind of destiny, and they beat that we beat them three to zero, and and most of their guys were juniors. So we knew they uh, they'd be back. Uh, Coach Zovenar has uh, a great program, and and they've gotten bigger and stronger, and certainly they're um, they're formal. You see it on tape, like. You know, there's no weak links uh, on that team. They're they're all very strong, fast, and, and good football players. So, uh, kind of figured that out uh, early that we we're going to see them. But uh, and it kind of worked out being on the opposite sides of the bracket. Uh, so it's it, it's interesting. I I, I just think uh, you know I think the turnover battle is going to be huge. Uh, obviously, if we can negate their offensive line, that will be help helpful. But uh, it's hard to do because. Uh, they're 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 fast and physical everywhere. You know, I, from an outsider, it's tough to kind of evaluate. I'm not no expert on the offensive line, but it certainly seems like that's been a constant for you. Strength? W- would you say that's that's accurate? And if so, what makes it so good? Uh, just depth. We have a couple kids that uh, we can put in there that uh, that should be you know that have a chance to probably start other places, but uh, some good juniors that are playing. Uh, um, Kyle Baldazar uh, has been a real steady uh, player in the offensive line um, that you kind of didn't expect the junior to jump out. 
Um, and then you have some other guys that uh, that are in the wait, waiting in the wings. Uh, so the depth, I think, is, is what what helps. And, and we're big. Um, but uh, again, that's like I said, Lincoln Way East is is just as big and just as physical, and probably has as much depth. So uh, that that might uh, negate itself in this one. But um, yeah, certainly the uh, the size and depth is, is special this year. Rob, uh, what are your thoughts on Loyola? <laughs> well. You know, it was strange. We went 20 years without playing them, and now we've played them four times now in the last. Uh, uh, we played them in 17, 18, 21, so four times mm -hmm. now in the last five, six years. So we got real familiar with them in a hurry, and, and obviously John Holosek, um, you know, nobody uh, nobody does it better than John. Uh, tremendous respect for him and his program, and uh, I just kind of call him the University of Loyola, and um, <laughs> they're that power five that everybody kind of envies and would like to be like. And all you got to do is see them get off the bus and they look like that school. They're huge and fast and tough and well coached. And um, this just a exemplary um, private school football program, not only in Illinois, but throughout the country. Did your kids want this game against Loyola? Another chance, another. Oh, sure. I think anytime you're a true competitor um, and somebody gets the better of you, you always want that uh, second chance. We're not talking too much about last year's game more just right now, just preparing. But I, I'm sure uh, I'm sure when somebody ends your season the year before, it um, is something you look at and you hope you get another opportunity. Hey, Coach Joe Cogman here. How, how you doing? Um, Hello, Joe, how you been? I'm all right, my man. Um, so I'm curious, you know, you talked about Loyola and kind of their pedigree and what they've been about. This team specifically with Loyola, just obviously not giving away too much. What are some of the challenges we're facing with this specific Loyola team? Well, I mean, uh, since mentioned our offense being, you know, multidimensional, and I, this one is extremely multidimensional because you have a experienced Division One quarterback behind a Division One looking offensive line. I'm sure most of them will be Division One with tough, good running backs and excellent receivers, and then with their schemes being a mix of, uh, you know, downhill power running game. Uh, wide open spread passing game and everything in between uh, they present you with a, a lot of problems and their RPO game is tremendous and it's just to, to try to slow down their offense I think is going to be the key and then and then hopefully um, you know our offense can move the chains a little bit and eat some clock up and put some points on the board so I don't mean to be a total coach cliche guy there but um, everything about them offensively is tough and then John uh, obviously always has one of the best defenses in the state as well. Thank you, as always, to all the coaches who join us every single week, especially this football season. It was good to get insight and analysis um, outside of from just uh, Joe and I talking about uh, things. So let's move on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of way or no way. Um, I throw out five propositions, and Joe and I argue or agree upon uh, whether those propositions are true or not. We're going to make this uh, football only for one last time. Um, as we are, are going to focus on this matchup between Loyola and Lincoln Way East. Um, so let's start things off here, Joe. Way or no way uh, that Saturday was the best uh, the Loyola defense has looked all season? Man, that's a tough one because I really do think the elements played a lot into it. But maybe if we're just saying their most complete performance, maybe not their most dynamic, I'll, I'll go away just because they were solid – all over the field, you know, they really only let up one 
substantial drive. It was early. Um, they seem to make some corrections to that. Um, we, we worried a little bit about their pressure and some guys were missing the secondary. They seem to fill those holes and answer those questions um, all afternoon. Um, York didn't have many answers to what Loyola brought to the table on defensive end. So for that alone, you got to say, uh, you know, an undefeated York team, N- no slouch York team. Very good um, record breaking um, for that school. Um, so uh, for that, I'll say wait. I th- I, yeah, I think I would agree with you there. I, I know the weather played a role in it, but um, I've talked about this the whole season. Like, I feel like I continuously have questions um, about this defense. I think the defense has come up in big games, obviously, this year. I, you go back to Marist, I think the defense really helped uh, the Ramblers put their game away. I think against Providence, you saw that. Um, the defense was um, fine against Mount Carmel, I thought. Not enough to get you a win there, but I think the defense has been strong throughout. And even that Lions game, you kind of were kind of like, I, there could have been some plays made there. So um, I, I'm sure the elements played a factor in it. But I do think that um, – I think that the Loyola defense probably played its best game. You saw Brooks Barr really creating a lot of pressure. You saw the secondary eliminating a lot of threats um, on top of the weather. So um, I'll go with way with this one, just with the thought that um, this team – this defense has been building for an entire season. It seemed like every game was kind of learning – uh, how do I, uh, you know, not have missed coverages, some miscommunication, and it seemed like this game was that game. So I'm definitely going to go with Way. Um, but that's the best Loyola defense has looked all season. Um, question number two, Joe. Uh, way or no way that Lincoln Way East has been tested this season? Yeah, I think they have. I think Neekwa Valley in the round, I mean, they, they had to face him in round two, I think. Um and they won 17-14. Nicovell is a very good team out of the Western Burbs. Um, and they really put put the clamps on them, figured them out a little bit. Um, and in a week nine matchup, uh, they had to play Bradley Bourbonnet, who's a good team, not a great team, uh, but a very athletic and skilled team. And they uh they they took they put them on the ropes. They put Link Ways into the uh in the overtime. Um so there's a couple right there that maybe weren't as expected in their conference. They got Bolingbrook. They really took care of Bolingbrook pretty, pretty efficiently. Um, HF, uh, that's kind of a rivalry in their conference. Um, Lockport's the defending state champ. They, they did away with them pr- pretty efficiently as well. And then just last week against Glenbard West, um, just, it wasn't a contest and that's a very good, I believe they were 12 and one. So um, yeah, I think they've been tested, not as tested. If, if we had to do a, a scale, I think Loyola's faced had a tougher schedule um, than Linkway East, but I think Linkway has faced opponents that um, that that are are good programs, very quality. Yeah, I think they've been tested. Uh, I mean, you, you all the teams that you've mentioned before, they beat Batavia thirty-one to sixteen. Batavia is playing in the seven um, A title game against Mount Carmel, so. Um, I mean, they've really handled teams pretty well. I mean, like you mentioned, their closest game um, came against overtime and Bradley Bourbonnet on the road. Um, they handled, they were able to get away with Nikola Valley. And then um, their last couple of week performances of uh, beating a tough Warren team and beating a, a tough Glenbard West team, I think proved a lot. Um, so yeah, I think way this team has definitely been tested. Um, and um, I, I think I'd agree with you where I think um Maybe they haven't been tested as much as Loyola has, but I think they've been tested. They definitely have beaten some good teams and obviously deserve to be in the state championship game, especially um, in Class 8A. 
All right, third way or no way, Joe. Way or no way that Saturday was Brooks Barr's best game this season. You know, it's it's so tough to tell with a guy like Brooks Barr when you have a division, a high division one recruit like that. Um, he gets so much attention that you don't see him. Not that you see defensive linemen on stat sheets that often anyway, but you, you really don't see him when they get triple T. Um, you start seeing big tackle numbers for linebackers and at some of his defensive mates. Um, so it's tough to say. Uh, I think he's had some good, some good days in conference. Um, specifically, I thought he was good on ESPN um, in that game. Um, I'm trying to think of a game where I saw him just really have a good, nice day against the rushing attack. Uh, it's not coming to me now, but he, he's played the run very well this year um, and, and just gotten a big push. So, I'll say no way um, without giving another game exactly. I think he's had some some good performances that maybe didn't didn't pop out like they did on Saturday. I mean, I, I wasn't at Saturday's game, so maybe I can't give an exact, you know, good answer on this or anything like that. But I do think that um, it seemed from the clips that I saw on social media, um, it seemed just with what he was able to do to kind of limit the quarterback Vezza for York. Um, I think I'd probably go with the way. I think that ESPN game was a really good game for Brooks as well. Um, and again, this isn't to say that um, any of that he's been having bad games or hasn't been having a good season. Um, he's been double and triple teamed for much of the entire season and still have really made a big impact on what the Ramblers rush defense has been able to do. But um, I, I think I remember a couple of times where um, Coach Halasek would have wanted more from his uh, rush, uh, you know, his pass rush and uh, just more from his defensive line. And um, obviously that's not all on Brooks, but I, I do think Saturday was his best game, just being able to um, really, you know, make his mark in the game. Like we talked about last week, needing him to step up and he really stepped up in this matchup. And I, so that's the reason why I'd probably go with the way here. Um, I think it was his best game of the season. All right. We've got uh, Saturday will be Jake Sterney's final game as Loyola quarterback. Way or no way, Joe, with the win, uh, with the state title win, that uh, Jake Sterney can cement himself as the best all-time QB at Loyola. Man, that's a statement. They've had some good ones, and we've kind of gone through them on this um, before. Um, specifically, I think if you, I, uh, I said the wrong name a couple years ago when I meant to say Jack Penn a couple episodes ago. Jack Penn was was a great dual threat guy for them, um, who I believe was the 2015 quarterback for them. But anyway, um, you know, you think of him, you think of Peter Pooljos, uh, you think of um, oh, who is the who is the guy during your class, Mike? Um, Malcolm Weaver. Yeah, Pujols Malcolm Weaver. My class, and then Weaver was the year before mine. Okay. So, um, yeah, Weaver. Uh, Weaver was special. I believe Weaver was a two-year starter, and that's rare at Loyola. Um, with all that talent there, you only get one-year starters. And Halasek talked a bit about this on the on the media call. Um, and he said Sterney is going to go down as, you know, maybe the best he's had, which is 17 seasons. Uh, but I, he's certainly up there. I mean, the, what he's been doing, you know, close to 70% passing, 35 touchdowns, 34. Um, so assuming he gets one more, he's going to have 35 touchdowns, plus another three on the ground. Um, he, he's a special, special player. Um, so uh, if he goes – now is the all-time best. Sure, I'll say, yeah, recency bias. Let's go, yes, he is. Yeah, I, th I think I'll go with Way as well. I think the biggest thing for him has been 
Yeah, this offense has really needed him this season where uh, maybe the rushing attack hasn't been exact. Like, you don't, no disrespect to Will or, or any of the other players. I think they're all very good. But you don't have a Marco Maldonado on this team or you don't have, like, you, you, you know, someone who can really take over games. And um, it seems like Jake has become that player at quarterback where I feel like the joke with Loyola has usually been great defense, great running attack, and a quarterback who can run and make you a couple um, throws here and there. And I feel like Jake has kind of taken that away where um, he can sling the ball. He'll throw it to Declan Ford. He'll throw it to um, his other receivers and he'll find them for a deep 45 yard pass or uh, up the middle or stuff like that. So I think, um, I think just, he's been their most complete quarterback where he can run it as well, but he'll make you the throw that he needs to make. Um, and then I think if he wins that state title and, um, we'll talk about it more in the fourth quarter about how much of a big factor he'll play in this game. But um, if they win this, if they win the state title on Saturday, I think Jake Sterney is probably the best quarterback in program history. Just what he's meant to this program for two years, and especially what's he, what he's meant to this program this year, just being able to make big plays and have take kind of take uh, the offense on his shoulders. All right, final way or no way here, Joe. Way or no way um, that in football terms. Uh, Lincoln Way East is Loyola's biggest rival. No, no. I mean, it's Mount Carmel um, just because they play every single year, no matter what. And it's very more often than not, not more often than not, but very often with big implications on the conference. Uh, I So I do think it's Mount Carmel, um, although Mount Carmel has other rivals <laughs> on the South side. So it's funny, but. I mean, once you get to the postseason, because they're not in the same class with Mount Carmel, yes, I think their AA rival um, is Lincoln Way East, especially the past five years. They've played four times in the semifinals or, or later. Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, so I guess it's becoming that for sure. Um, if they both stay in 8A uh, for an extended period of time, you know, no no chance Loyal is going anywhere. Maybe Lincoln Way East if, if something happens to enrollment, but uh, I think they're there's chances of meeting up every year uh, now. So uh, it's pretty cool. I think it's a, it's a great postseason rivalry, but I'll say overall their biggest rival is still Mount Carmel. Quick addition to it. Do you think uh, Lincoln Way East is bigger than Maine South since we're, if we're talking 8A? I do. And that's, that's because, you know, under the Holosec area, and I know they had, they had some, some matchups with Maine South, Maine South beat them in a title game. Um, and, uh, but they, they, kicked Maine South out of the, the postseason a few years in a row, I think, in like the 2010 to, to 15, 16 range. Um, so I think they got a leg up on Maine South overall in the postseason um, for this under the Halsek, uh regime. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's Mount Carmel, then Lincoln East, then, then maybe we could talk about the Maine South. Or even, you know, got to talk about Brother Rice too. Yeah, I think, I, I think I'd agree with you there. I think overall the biggest rivalry is um mount carmel just with the whole north south south side thing but i also agree with you i think mount carmel has a lot of rivals it seems like it seems like mount carmel um doesn't like playing st rita or brother rice or marist or loyola so a lot of catholic league rivalries there um so i'll go with no way overall rivalry um a day rival sure i'll go with you there i think uh that uh they probably have jumped over main south as uh class 8a um rivals all right, let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we preview the big game, uh, Lincoln Way East, Loyola, Class 8A State Championship game. Seven, scheduled time for 7 o'clock on Saturday. Probably will be an 8 o'clock kickoff, just knowing how those 
kickoffs always go and award presentations always go on uh, championship Friday and Saturday. Um, those later games never really st start on time, but um, hopefully they will for everyone's benefit. Um, but uh, Loyola Mount and uh, Lincoln Lee's facing off against each other. Um, two just dominant teams, um, two, what, like top four teams, top three teams in the state um, every single year, and especially this year. I mean, um, you probably have Mount Carmel, Loyola, Lincoln Way East, Lincoln Way East and Loyola and East St. Louis probably splitting around that time between two, three and four. But um, a great matchup, Joe, where um, I think um, I think arguably I think you can make the case that this might be the best state championship game that's going to be overall played. I think the other games might have some more juice to it and that kind of stuff. Not that this game doesn't have any juice to it, but um, other state title games like Mount Carmel, Batavia after what happened last year and all those Providence and Nazareth kind of coming back and all those other stuff. But um, I think this is probably going to be our most complete game of the weekend, just with the talent that both teams have on both sides of the ball and even on special teams. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. We didn't uh, special teams. I'm glad you mentioned that big, uh, big ups to Mikey Baker, uh, the the kicker for Loyola that he's automatic and, 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 and they, they have no problem um, putting him, uh, behind the ball with uh, with a game on the line or, or in pressure situations, so that could be key. But it's huge. This is a great game. This is a great matchup. Um, if you you know on paper at the beginning of the season, we kind of saw these two teams were going to be special, and uh, th they did not disappoint this season. And uh, we're gonna, as Halsek said in the call, you know he 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 pointed to Link East. That's that's the team. You know, uh, I bet we run into them, and it, and they did, and, and it's going to be. It's going to be good. You know, it's crazy how much these teams are similar in what they do, you know, high level stuff like uh, stop the run and run the ball. Um, that's what they like to do. Of course, this year's loyal ability different. They they have a real balanced attack. Um, you know, some of the stats this year, um, they have 2,500 yards rushing and 2,500 yards passing. So uh, pretty funny stuff. But um, just I love to see these two teams meet up because they are on opposite sides of the suburbs, um, South, North. Um, and I, I think this is what the playoffs are supposed to be. Take your best, take our best, and let's see what happens. And it, it, sh it shook out like I think it should this year. So I'm really excited for it. Uh, and if, if you took the Rob Zvonar era, which is the whole length of the school, which is 22 seasons, and the John Holosick era, which is 17 seasons, they have basically identical winning percentages. Did you know that? I did not know that. That's Rob's Vonars is 83.9 and Halicek's is 83.7. Yeah, that's not a surprise just based on what each team has been able to do during those head coaches matchups and uh, during their tenures there, just being able to successfully put together great football teams, no matter what kind of players they have, whether it's D1 talent, D3 talent, or no talent, or not no talent, but just obviously not college ready um, talent. They are always able to bring the best out of their players and really create uh, really strength, really great uh, uh, programs. But um, let's break this thing down. Let's look at, let's go from Loyola's offense against uh, Lincoln Wayey's defense. Lincoln Wayey's defense had a really big game. Interceptions were really important. Um, each one authored by uh, Stephen Guest, Guest, just Gardner Jr., um, he stole a ball from Juju Ellens in their semifinal matchup in the end zone. Um, and then uh, another Aaron uh, Corey tie pass. Um, but this defense, I don't know, Joe, if I can go as far as saying that this is the best defense that the Loyola offense will face. I think that Mount Carmel defense is 
tops in this state just with what they're able to do, just swarming the ball and that kind of stuff. But um, this defense might be the second defense that this Loyola team is going to see, especially maybe for how early in the year they saw St. Rita too. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And you, you nailed it. So I, I think it might be, um, at least it's in that conversation. This is a very good defense. They allow fewer than 12 points a game. I believe it's like 11.8. Um, and a lot of that, you know, um, you take away the game against Bradley, which I think was a bit of an anomaly where they gave up 21. I don't know, think they do that again, but they've been uh, really good in the postseason as well. Um, they turn the ball over a lot. Uh, they turn, I should say, they turn you over a lot. Um, but Loyola doesn't turn the ball over much at all. They've only got five turnovers on the season. Um, I think three of them are sterny interceptions. Um, but it, it's so, so something's got to give there. Um, and I, I just think Loyola takes care of the ball a lot. So we'll see if it's a lower scoring game that maybe we expect because of that. And, um, I, you know, Halsek did say on the call that, you know, turnover battle is going to be huge in this one. Loyola didn't turn the ball over, uh, didn't turn York over, um, on Saturday. They just kind of did an efficient job on the defensive end. So, uh, I wonder who has the edge there. Maybe East does with, uh, some of their playmaking on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but it would be, I think Loyal would be would be really well served, um, to state the obvious, Joe, uh, to turn Link away East over a time or two um, and really reset the field a little bit. So um, I think that'll be a key part of it. But, yeah, I think this is the best defense they'll face. They've got uh, Jake Sienna, linebacker for East, is is really good. And he's going to – you really can't stop him. He, he will be all over the field. Um, he's, hopefully you can limit his plays to to making tackles in positive situations for Loyola. Um, and I, I think the offensive line needs to control um, the pass rush a little bit of East. They have a guy with 12 tackles, um, David Uski, I think his name is. Um, so keep him off the edge and keep him away from Jake Sterney. I think he'll have a good day or at least a, uh, a better day. So we talked about Jake Sterney earlier in the podcast and his last game as a Rambo. Just how confident are you? in his ability to not fall for traps against his Lincoln Way East defense. You mentioned linebacking core, the secondary um, the Lincoln Way East has. So, I mean, how confident are you that Sterney, you know, can, when he is forced to, when he is forced to throw the ball, how confident are you in his abilities to not fall for Lincoln Way East traps and schemes that they might kind of try to put out there to kind of make him seem like, oh, like I can make this pass. And then all of a sudden someone comes out of nowhere. How confident right, are you in right. being able to make the right decisions at the right time? I'm very confident, um, and I think Loyal is too. Um, he's been doing it for two years in high-level situations, especially this year. You know, you're you're on ESPN in week one. Um, you, you got um, you got Mount Carmel in the biggest game of the year, as it was touted by by all the media sources, including us. Um, and he did throw a pick six in that game, um, but he also helped his offense put up 37 points. Um, so uh, he threw a pick six in the ESPN game too. Um, so I I just don't think he's afraid to throw it, um, and he he's not reckless with it. He can be tricked just like anybody else or um, fooled, if you will. But I'm really confident putting him in those situations and just letting him make the plays. Um, and I think that's that's just a big part. If you were to boil down their offense, let Jake Sterney make plays, um, even in their little you know run pass option game. Um, if he sees something, he's got the receivers and trusts them. And um, I expect him to have a very nice day on the biggest stage. Switching over to the Loyola defense. Loyola defense will try to stop Raiden uh, Tischer, a junior quarterback for uh, Lincoln Weiss. He had a couple of good uh, scoring drives with uh, the 
with uh, Lincoln Way East on against Glenbard West. Um, we talked about obviously this defense having a really complete game. How much, how confident are you, Joe, that they can continue that um, against Lincoln Way East, especially since they're bringing back a lot of you know injured players that they haven't had you know for much of the year. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see if Joe Kelly gets back in there. He he was a very good defensive line. He is a very good defensive lineman, and I hope he he gets to play. You know, it's all about um, how he feels, of course. Um, so it's hard to predict. Um, but I, I think they're going to ride this momentum. They've been just very good so far in these postseasons with early possessions for, from the other team. Whatever plays into that, you know, who knows? Could be anything. You know, I, I don't know if you can point to one thing and say that's their strategy because, because of course, you want to stop teams. But uh, they really stop teams on those first two, two to three possessions, and then they get the lead. They get that lead and uh, protect it, and I think that's huge. And I think if they can do that on the big stage, it's big as well. Um, so um, hopefully they use that energy and whatever they need motivation to get all ramped up um, for those first few possessions blink away east. But they're both clever teams. They both know what they're facing. Um, who knows what Sponar is going to and his coaching staff at Link Waste are going to draw up. You know, they've got an all-state running back who's who's gained 1,500 yards and scored 26 touchdowns this year. To think they're going to not, you know, they're going to try to get him going. Um, and it's rare that Loyal has faced a uh, kind of a, a power uh, workhorse type back like that where he gets 20, 25, 30 touches a game. Um, and is very efficient with those touches. Um, so um, I'm interested to see what Leak Waste is going to do if they're stopped maybe a few times. Are they going to adjust or are they going to keep pounding it? I, I think that's going to be a big play, a big role in the game is, is how often they use Kuczynski. Um, you just you just say it fast enough according to Rob Zonar and you never get it wrong. James Kuczynski. Um, but he's... He's that good. So and and Tisher can make the place. He's got 20, 2,100 yards uh, throwing and twenty one TDs. So um, I'm just very interested to see what kind of offense East puts out there um, if they do something. To, and they've got their offensive lines unbelievable, by the way. So you know, Halsek was was saying on the call, can our defensive line, our front seven, front eight, disrupt? what they're trying to do with their offensive line. Cause they're an average of six to 255, I think on their offensive line for Link ways and experienced and uh, talented. So yeah. can you disrupt what they're trying to do and thus disrupt their whole offense? I think that's big. Watch that defensive line for Loyola. How much do you feel like learning from, you mentioned stopping the run, um, learning of what they had to do against Mount Carmel and Darian Dupree and St. Rita and DJ Stewart and, um, Maris and Chris Lofgren just being able to uh, and, and Mark Coy um, how how big do you feel like especially in the CCL blue stopping those type of rushers can kind of help them in a game like this where you saw a couple weeks ago where they're pretty much able to stay what take away the rushing attack for Lions after running out to a quick uh, early lead yeah and they did it to York too and I think just playing in that Catholic league as we talk about all the time it just gives you so much substance uh, both both kind of mental toughness, physical toughness, um, new skills, um, kind of just this, you just see so much and you play against, you know, peers, big offensive lines, big running backs, talented skill position guys um, that you get used to it and you're not surprised by it. They're not going to be surprised by anything Link Ways puts on the field. Um, so I do really think that that helps uh, not only for confidence, but really your on the field skills um, and mentality. 
All right, Joe, what um, I'm going to make you go negative here. What are one one thing about Lincoln Waste and one thing about Loyola that has you concerned about this matchup and that the other team might try to exploit on Saturday? Good one. Um, I mean, I think Lincoln Way East will try to, you know, just absolutely eliminate the rushing game for Loyola. And uh, I think it's, it's, you know, because of the injuries and all, although the offensive line is, is really good. Um, you know, can they fill the, you know, the, can you fill those gaps and just minimize anything that that rushing attack can do? And just, it sounds funny to just put the ball in Jake Sterney's hands, but just taking something half of an offense away from any team is just going to make them that much more, I guess, predictable a little bit. And uh, if you're able to do that, um, I think it, it just kind of narrows what Loyola can do and wants to do with the football. So, and I think Loyola is going to be aware of that, but I think that's something Lincoln ways can do. And I think they're going to want to, um, you know, if Luke Foster uh, and any right, whoever, gets off for, you know, 12 yard runs here and there and, you know, approaches a hundred yards. Blink Waste is going to lose this football game. I really think that's true. Um, and in, in terms of what Lincoln Waste or what uh, Loyola can do and exploit, uh, I, I really think it's the same thing. I think they rely so much on James Kwaczynski and obvious why he's an all state back. Who's unbelievable. If if they can disrupt that offensive line and just take away that game and minimize it to a point where you're you're forcing Tisher to make throws, 30, 30 throws, I, I think you're in a really good position to win that football game. I think you're putting your, I think you're 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 relying on that secondary and linebacking core to make plays that they're ready to make. Um, so I think I think that's big on both. I'm really interested to see. And I guess now that I think about it, I just said the same thing for both teams: stop the run game. But I think that's what they're going to want to do. Um, all right. Before we get to predictions here for uh, the 8-8 game, what of uh, the other state championship games uh, are kind of find you interested in seeing what could happen? A lot, a lot of good games here, Joe, um, and a lot of games between programs that are used to being um, at state title games. Yeah, I mean, I'll be rooting. Um, I'll be rooting pretty big for uh, um, Batavia. I just don't think. See, seeing um seeing them in person mount carmel's really is that good there's there's no there's very few flaws there and the way they play together as a unit uh on both both ends of the, of the offense uh both ends of the the field i should say is really special and fun uh and i think that's uh that's theirs for the taking um well even with the, Saint- with, with the mount carmel i think mount carmel the only way that someone can stop Mount Carmel is if Mount Carmel stops itself. Like the only reason why San Rito was close and why Downers Grove North was close earlier in the playoffs is because Mount Carmel's still prone to do turnovers. And that's kind of what they were doing against Loyola in that matchup too, which is kind of why it was close. So, I mean, if Mount Carmel finally cleans it up and doesn't do as many turnovers as our turnovers, do, do as many penalties that they, as they've been doing um, for much of the season, um, yeah, I mean, Mount Carmel would be blow, blowing teams out more than they already have been um, if they didn't uh, create those penalties. But yeah, sorry to interrupt you there. No, that's okay. Um, you're right. Um, that's that's what's funny about them too, because they can have a couple turnovers and overcome it and still win by two, three scores. Um, uh, but you're right. You know, going all the way down to four A, Providence is a fun story just because of, you know they do have four losses, but like we say, they play Catholic league opponents and eight A opponents all year. 
but I do think they're running into kind of a brick wall here in Sacred Heart Griffin. Um, and I do think that's going to be kind of the end of them, but I'm excited to see how they step up in kind of this huge situation. Um, I do think we're going to see <clears throat> some, some, some high scores there. Um, 6A, I don't know much about Prairie Ridge this year, but I, you know, East St. Louis uh, came back on Lamont, which was fun to see, you know, East St. Louis has been so dominant against so many of their opponents, especially running through their conference. And that, then we saw something different than having to come back against a really good team like Lamont. Um, I think that's kind of proved some of their metal. So I think that game's going to be a really good one as well. Yeah. And East St. Louis is not happy to see another triple option. Kerry Grove last year uh, took right. down East St. Louis because of the triple option last year. I think they, they spent, I, I think uh, coach Sunk had talked about how they prepared more for the triple option um, because of what happened last year, but that doesn't mean that they're happy to see it again, because as you know, there's only so much exposure you get to the triple option, then you can only prepare so much um, against that game. But um, yeah, I mean, I think those matchups are a lot of fun. I think Naz and Peoria should be fun in 5A. Um, Naz, obviously another a team that was couldn't lose his last few matchups and with four losses now heading back to the state title game. Um, that should be a lot of fun as well. So um, it should be a lot of fun two days in Champaign. Um, Joe, what happens between Lincoln Way East and Loyola on Saturday night? Oh... I'm really thinking that uh, it's going to be tough for both these teams um, to move the ball consistently. Um, I think it's a, it's a rock and a hard place type of situation. Um, and it's going to be the team who, who gets loose for a couple. And I do think this time it's, it's Loyola. Um, I think Sterney makes a couple big throws when he has to hits his guys. Um, I expect Declan Ford to have a couple big catches, look for senior Spencer Ledbetter to do some things. Um and uh, I expect them to make a couple more big plays than Linkway East. And then, of course, on the other side of the football, really limit Linkway East um, and their big plays and maybe get a turnover or two. So uh, I'm thinking um, Loyola 20, Linkway East 17. This is a, a really cliche answer. And I know people hate it when you answer with this, with the way you do. But um, I, I think that playing in the CCL and playing in the CCL blue proves to be the difference in this game where Loyola learned how to, you know, beat Marist, Brother Rice, uh, St. Rita, and competed with Mount Carmel until the end. And um, really, I think they learned a lot from that Mount Carmel game, and they could have won that Mount Carmel game if it wasn't for a miscommunication on fourth down. I mean, um, there are other plays, obviously, that contribute to that factor, but I think that Loyola is not going to have the shock of playing a team like Lincoln Way East because they played a Lincoln Way East type team in Mount Carmel and they played them in St. Rita and they played them in other opportunities. And I think Loyola has found for the most part a way to win those games. And I don't think Saturday will be any different. I think Jake Sterney um, has a really big presence in this game. I think you see the defensive line come alive for Loyola. And I think that um, the Ramblers win um, 24 to 17. Um, I think that Lincoln Ways has an opportunity to tie the game on his last drive, but um, is stopped on fourth down. And I think the Ramblers, that's why the Ramblers win by a touchdown. But um, I think Loyola just has the experience of playing in big time games. That's what the schedule was made for. Um, we've seen them do it in playoff moments there too. So um, yeah, I think that this Loyola team just has the experience and has the wherewithal where they, they've shown their scars. They've been through it before. And um, I think that they can, beat a Lincoln Way East team, especially um, heading down the stretch. Yeah, should be fun. I'm looking, really looking forward to it. 
how uh, how do you think the CCL uh, fares or the CCL ESCC fares in state title games? Uh, are they going to go one for four, four for four? Or what do you think? Well, I do think they win. I think uh, I said they Loyola, Mount Carmel, and who else we got? Naz and Providence. Yeah, I say two and two. Let's say they go two and two. All right. I think I'll probably I would probably I think either Naz or Providence can win. I think I'm more comfortable in Naz, um, just because of the they have the talent. They've just been so young and they've been trying to figure things out all year. And they came back to both Providence and Naz came back to win um, in the last few minutes against their opponents in the semifinals to make the championship. But um, again, annoying answer that CCL experience kind of proves dividends and it has for both teams to get to this point. And I think it does it again um, for at least one of those teams. So I think I'll go three and one on that front, but um, that is everything that we've got for this week's episode of the varsity podcast. Thank you as always for listening. Um, especially with uh, Thanksgiving coming up on Thursday. We want to wish everybody a happy holiday, happy Thanksgiving, lots of football. Um, Joe and I are very grateful for all the listeners that we have. We appreciate all the kind words. We always get all the subscriptions. Um, Everyone who listens each and every week, um, we always appreciate all the listeners throughout the um, year. And I know uh, obviously we just should thank you every week, but especially, you know, with the, giving a season of thanks and all that kind of stuff. We want to be thankful for um, you uh, taking the time to uh, listen to us each and every week, or if this is the first time you're listening to us, thanks for taking a chance and uh, listening to us as well. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. We always appreciate um, the kind words. Make sure to give us a nice little review as well so we can spread the word and make sure that uh, we're getting um, to as many ears as possible. Make sure to keep catch up with all of my work at Friday Night Drive. We will be there for all eight games this weekend, so make sure you're checking out all our coverage. We'll have uh, wall-to-wall coverage of games, analysis, um, everything you need to know for all eight games. And obviously make sure to keep up with the recordnorthshore.org for the Loyola game and for obviously everything else that's happening in the North Shore scene. Um, make sure to subscribe to Record North Shore. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your football this weekend. And we will talk to you guys down the road. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all. Thank you for listening and supporting high school sports. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.